got a uh, full round of the NRL getting underway this evening, South Sydney and Penrith. The game we're going to concentrate on now is, is 3 o'clock Saturday afternoon, the traditional kick-off time, mm. Andrew, Combank Stadium. Two teams, wasn't well, this a great rivalry in the 1980s? Yeah. Parramatta and Canterbury. Joining us now is the Eels head coach in Brad Arthur. Brad, good morning. Morning, boys. How you going? Very well, thank you. Uh, it wasn't a great week last week for the Eels, but you have had this ability all season to bounce back after a loss. You've got the Doggies Saturday afternoon. Will you have Mitchell Moses on board? Um, yeah, Mitch trained um, our last two sessions. We've got our um, session today, and, and we're expecting that he'll get through that okay and be right to play. And, uh, Brad... Uh the word, you know, the buzzword seems to be surrounding Parramatta this week, given the fact you've beaten Penrith twice and and Melbourne uh, and then lost, sort of uh, rather convincingly last week. Is uh, Parramatta inconsistent? I mean, putting aside for the moment, uh, sport is played by human beings, so everyone can't be at their best each week. If a if a junior coach, for instance, comes to you and says my team is inconsistent, you know, what should I do or what should I be looking for? Well, what do you reckon it is? What what explains it at uh, your club and other clubs? Um, well, at the moment, it's it's our inconsistency or our performances that we're struggling with are on the back of you know really really strong performances. So it's it's once it's dealing with that good performance yeah. at the bed and then being able to refocus on you know all the things that um, we need to focus on that work for us and starting over again. You know like you can't finish a game at the 80 minutes mark and then the next week you expect to pick it straight back up. You know you got to go back and start it. You know the zero mark of the game again and build your game and at the moment you know look we just that's our struggle is you know on the back of a really strong performance we're going out there the next week and thinking it'll just kick off again you know we've got to actually go back and work and build it and to get ourselves in that position to finish our game strongly brad so many coaches will tell you uh when when they have the bad performance you don't see it coming through the week you know training's always Spot on. The boys seem very good on the warm up, but just when it gets to you know game itself, just you know, sometimes it just doesn't happen. Yeah, well, look, no one. The thing is, it's a professional sport, and and I can tell you that the boys work extremely hard at every every NRL player, every club. So no one is taking shortcuts during the week, or no one's going to the game with any um, idea of trying to lose or or not trying to be at their best because that's what they get paid to do. Um, Sometimes they, they mightn't be feeling at their best, but we've got to learn to put aside our, our feelings and, and not play on based on how you're feeling or emotion, but focus on rather what your job is. Um, and, you know, that's the bit that we're, we're, we're trying to do at the moment is, you know, it doesn't really matter how you feel once you take the field um, or what's happened during the week. Um, it's more about, right, we've got 80 minutes, I've got a job to do. What's my job right now? And what's my job, you know, in this next set? And it's just focusing on... Now, small wins along the way, and, and that's the, the challenge for us at the minute. That's really interesting uh, point you make about uh, thinking that, uh, you know, you played really well one week, and just the natural reaction is you'll sort of pick up where you left off the next week. It's a bit like sort of a batsman being 60 not out overnight and uh, not starting again the next day uh, as if he's on uh, zero. It's, uh, as I say, uh, it's played by human beings. It's a difficult thing to sort of uh, juggle all the mental and uh, physical things that go with being a coach. I suppose that's what keeps you busy every week. Yeah, it is. And, you know, like every, every player, um, you know, it's different to an individual sport because every player respond differently to different situations or going to treat, you know, everyone, you know, like that theory about you treat everyone the same is, is rubbish, you know, you've got to treat every player different because they 
Um, they have different needs, they learn different ways, um, they're motivated different ways, they've got different lifestyles to, to some other people. Some folks might be married with kids, some folks might be single. So every situation is different and, and you know, and that's my job is to make sure I get the balance right each week and, and can cater for the, the whole lot of the squad, you know, all 17 that are playing. Have you uh, uh, taught these lessons to yourself, Brad, or have you sought outside help and, and spent time with a sports psychologist so you can get that message across to the players? I'm very fortunate that with our club, they've been very good at um, my own development and offering me different avenues. And over the last couple of years, you know, I've had different work with different people who those sort of people would rather keep it confidential. But you know, like you know, at the at the moment, we've got Paul McGregor, and he's been a head coach um, for a good period at the Dragons and and done a great job there. And he's just in once a week, just to not to help with any coaching, but a few ideas or just watching me and, and, you know, giving me a few pointers as we go on um, you know, how I might get my messaging across, you know, dealing with emotions, how I'm walking the box, you know, it's, it's better to get it from someone who's been there, experienced the highs and lows of it and the pressure. Um, then, you know, assistant coaches are great, but they can't provide you that intel because they haven't been in the hot seat and it's a different level all to get all the, another, another level um, altogether from being an assistant to a head coach. I'm interested to hear you say uh, that uh, treating everyone the same is is not the case. I remember reading uh, Rick Charlesworth's book and one of the great coaching fallacies he says is that uh, you must treat every player the same. He said that's the biggest load of rubbish he'd ever heard and he never subscribed to that uh, theory. Um, it's interesting to hear also you say that the big difference between being an assistant and a head coach, and we're sort of uh, getting all the noise at the moment about Cameron Seraldo and uh, heading to where he is going, your opponents, uh, this weekend. It, it is a big difference, is it, uh, Brad? Oh, look, it is. And, you know, so you're treating all the players the same, you know, is tough because of all different cultural beliefs as well, you know, mm. have different upbringings and backgrounds. So, you know, some of them can cop a real honest spray and some of them, you know, I need to um, actually be careful on what I'm trying to tell them, but it's the way I tell them. You know, they respond differently. So, you know, it's actually not what I'm saying to them, it's on how I'm saying it to them, which will get the, the message across. And then, you know, from being a head coach to an assistant coach, as an assistant coach, you're, the, you're one of their mates all the time, you know, and you can give them that feedback and you can do it in a in a nice way and you don't have to really have too many of the, the tough conversations with them, the ones that they don't want to hear. And then when you go to be a head coach, well, you've got to have conversations even with them that aren't nice um, and, you know, they're not going to like. But, um, you know, so you go from being their mate to, you know, you still want to be their mate as a head coach, but there's got to be a line and, you know, and there's got to be an understanding between the player and the coach or, you know, well, some, at the end of the day, there's decisions that have got to be made and that's not everyone's going to like them or, or agree with them. How do you find having those tough conversations with players? Do you find uh, once you've explained your position honestly that they they take it, or does some sort of uh, push back against what you're saying? No, no. I, I um, my approach with it is I don't look. It's not something I yeah, love doing, but no. it has to be done. And, and my approach to it is I, I try not to mince my words. I just keep it short and um, just be honest and tell them exactly how it is. Um, but then also give them any tools or help around trying to fix it or improve it or but then we're also happy for the player to, to um, you know challenge me on it as well if they yeah. need more further explanation around it so I'm, I'm happy to work that way um, but 
all our players are great with it. They they understand. Um, they don't kick stones. They get on with it, and then it's up to them to either prove me wrong or um, do something about it. Now, when you were a young man growing up uh, uh, in the the New South Wales Rugby League, this game, Parramatta and Canterbury, one of those uh, old-fashioned games with the old bit of stink and, and the uh, the rivalry involved there. Does it still have a feel about it? Bulldogs-Eels matches, Brad? Um, probably not like it was in the olden days, but there's, you know, like we know every time we're up against the Bulldogs, they, they go to another level, they come, and, you know, and, and we felt the... Brunner that last time we played them, um, you know, a couple of months ago, and they come out and they'll fight up, and then we've, you know, come back. They've, they've, they've been playing, they've really improved, they've been playing some, some good football, and we know exactly what's coming on um, on Saturday. You know, they're going to come after us, they're going to try and rattle us early and stir us up. Um, so this should be a nice um, encounter from both full packs. Well, if things go your way, you can still be uh, in the top four at the end of the round if you have success this Saturday afternoon. So we wish you and Parramatta fans and all the players all the best. Hopefully, for your sake, you come away with the two points. Brad, it's always a pleasure to have a chat to you. We'll catch up again soon. All right, boys. Thanks for having me.